0: Hey, ministry family, it's Davis Ministries here. We're thankful that you tuned in to Preserving Pentecost once again. This week, we have a very special guest, uh, mine and Amanda's uh, favorite person in the world. We both agree on this, and uh, we know this is going to be a blessing to you as we sit down uh, with uh, my brother from another mother, pastor evangelist, John Boggs. Uh, and uh, you can you can look him up. He's had a lifelong career of ministry in song and and bringing forth the word. Uh, but we hope this is a blessing to you, and we hope it's an encouraging word. Uh, and we just look forward to what uh, we're going to be able to glean uh, from this dear man. Hey everybody, we are excited. Uh, we've got. John Boggs uh, with us on the podcast this week. We're up here in Orville, Ohio, uh, across the road from Smucker's Farms, so it's an added bonus. Uh, We went there for the first time today. (laughs) Have you ever been over there?
1: Uh, Yeah, a couple times.
0: What do you think of that place?
1: I mean... Expensive. It is expensive, (laughs) I know. But it's nice. I mean, you know, they got every kind of jam and jelly you'd ever even think about. I didn't know they owned Fogers. Oh yeah, they own a lot of stuff.
0: Oh my gosh, they even had, uh, Milk Bone. They I don't
1: had, know like, if they still own Jeff. They own they GIF. yeah they had they owned, uh, the yeah. flower lady Martha Lily White or whatever yeah. her name is. Cafe oh. Cafe
0: <laughs> Buista or yeah Bwista. some pet
1: stuff. They, yeah, yeah they started buying all kind of stuff. Yeah,
0: that's crazy. So we uh, and Amanda's here with us again. Hi, I don't man. know why she's sitting so far away. You need to get over to be closer to us.
2: Yeah. Y'all can do the talking.
0: So, uh, Amanda just knocked over three very large light bulbs that are probably all blown now. (laughs) It's never a dull moment when we get to see John Boggs. Loud. (laughs) So, um, just to give everybody kind of a a little bit of an introduction, we had the privilege of meeting, uh, at the time you were Pastor Boggs. I still call you Pastor. That's all right. Um, Because, you know... I, I. God put that call on your life and I still feel like you carry yeah. that spirit and in I still anyway, call so. pastors
1: that that are yeah. no longer it's just something of respect thing of yeah. Lord oh, yeah. you, work you, you work for it Amen
0: that's one thing I would I, I'm not envious after God allowed us to do that short season of pastoring, I, I said, Never again. Yeah. Never again. Thank you, Lord, for calling me an evangelist. Yeah, God,
1: thank God for all the pastors. But yes. wow. Oh yeah. Wow.
0: But we, we had the privilege of, of meeting uh John Boggs. See, we we met you in two thousand was it two thousand nineteen or two thousand twenty? Had we stepped out in full time yet? Okay, we hadn't We, were, about ready to we were getting ready to step out in full time. <coughs> we had just come up under Dave and Sheila. Yeah. yeah. And we're getting ready to step out and in full time. It full-time. was here, right? Or yep.
2: was it
0: here? It okay. was here, yep. yeah. Uh so um anyway, uh, ever since then it was just like uh it was just like a god connection. He mm-hmm. he feels like uh, you know, uh, everybody's dad. I mean, that's yeah. the only way I know explain
1: it. I just do. <laughs> I don't know why, but I just do. <laughs>
0: But uh, he's a wonderful singer. carries an anointed, uh, anointed, powerful word, and uh, it's just it's it's a blessing to just uh, get to even sit down and talk with you. And uh, so we just wanted Same to here. to bring you on the program, and and I know you've been you've been in this thing a while, and and uh, you can you can give people an insight to uh, the power of Pentecost. Uh, but before you do that, if you would just kind of give everybody a little bit of your history, your background, okay. Um,
1: let's see here. Well, uh, I got saved at 18 and, um, and was saved in a Pentecostal church. And, um, I never even knew what Pentecostal was <laughs> until I got over there. Mm-hmm. Cause I went to a little teeny church that my mama used to like make us go to, you know, cause you know, back then mamas made yeah. sure you went to
0: church. Oh yeah. She went, yeah. Oh
1: Yeah. And so she's like, as long as you, one of them mamas, as long as you live in my house, you're going to go to church. I don't care what you do after this, but I'll be praying for you, but you're going to go when you live here. Oh yeah. And so, you know, I went and then when I turned 18, I just rebelled. I thought, I, I even said this to her. It was a very quiet, uh, church that, um, was so structured that just, there was no room for the spirit of God to move. Of course, I didn't even know anything about spirit of God, but I remember saying to her mama. If this is what heaven's gonna be like, how will I ever make it? yeah, because it was just to me it was so boring and sad, yeah. yeah, I didn't know there was something joyful and exciting and all that, so I rebelled, I walked away from it, I caused a lot of uh family friction, all that kind of stuff with all uh moved out of the family mm-hmm. moved in with an aunt and uncle, mm-hmm. and uh they weren't in church at the time. And, uh, so I moved in with them and I remember, and I was, uh, had a lot of, um, uh, I'd been in the hospital for a month with real bad nerves, depression. Mm-hmm. I was running from God. Yeah. So I was in the Akron children's hospital for a whole month. And, um, uh, so finally my sister calls me and she says, Johnny, you better go to church. She goes this Sunday, you got to promise me you'll go somewhere to church. And I look back now and I know that was all the hand of God. Yeah. yeah. She says, and if you go to church this Sunday, I will never bother you again. And that was a big statement to make.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: and so she, I said, so all I got to do is just go to church (laughs) and you'll leave me alone about all this. And she says, I will. And I know that had to break her heart, but but really, the power in what she was about to pray. Yeah. So, you know, Christians sometimes don't fight fair when it comes to spiritual warfare, they just get all out there. So, what she did. She called everybody that was Pentecostal and, (laughs) you know, Assemblies of God and just everything, you know, that there was. And called all these people, independent people that knew the spirit of God, all this kind of stuff. She had everybody praying. He's going to church this Sunday morning. He promised me and Pray for he that old Johnny needs Box. God. And he's sick. You know, he's just yeah. life was just very depressed. Depression was on me and I I did even try a couple times to just take my life and overdosed on pills hoping it would just take and end it. But yeah. my mother was also praying. Yeah. So when the doctor said how many pills did you say he took she said he took a whole handful yeah and he goes oh there's no way he did that because he'd be dead if he took what you're saying wow. and i and my mother told him this, the pills i took yeah. so then when he said that i realized god had his hand on me amen and i lived through that so anyhow i went to church that sunday mm-hmm. and it was a pentecostal church And I had no clue. And I'm telling you, everybody is playing every instrument known to man. Tambourines were everywhere. (laughs) People are speaking in tongues, and I didn't even know what tongues was. And I looked at my aunt went with me, Mm -hmm. and I said, Wow, there is a whole lot of people from other countries in here because they're all speaking different languages. (laughs) She goes, I know, right? (laughs) And so everybody was speaking all these languages. And I thought, how would they get them all assembled in this little hillbilly town that I live in for all of them to be in there? And so they were shouting, they were praising God, they were crying, they were going to the altar. And I thought, wow, where has this been all my life? My mother was a good woman and kept us in church, but even she had not experienced all that. So the pastor preached a message on love of God and I'm telling you, it was as if it was only for me. And you know you've heard people say that. And I always felt like he wouldn't quit staring at me long enough (laughs) so I could stare at him. You know, and so when the altar call came I thought, I'm leaving, I'm leaving. And I kept looking at my aunt, and she'd be all bowed, you know, wouldn't be looking at me. If our eyes had ever made contact, I believe we both would have just went out. But I didn't want to disturb her while she was praying. She said she'd look over at me, and my eyes would be (laughs) closed, so she didn't want to disturb me. I said, God is so amazing how he had all this set up. I went to the altar, and I bawled, and I squalled. And I just cried and cried and cried, my life was a mess. And um, anyhow, I got saved. And I've been on that journey ever since. You know what I'm saying? Then he called and filled me with the Holy Ghost after that, like maybe a month, maybe two. And then uh, I was, you know, got called into ministry and people Mm -hmm. began to prophesy. I was just opened into a brand new realm. But I, for me, Mm -hmm. I had to have, for me, that kind of atmosphere in church from what Jesus brought me out of. And I get like goosebumps just saying that. But it... I had to have that kind of atmosphere to keep me. Mm-hmm. Now, others can do it all different, however they want to do, mm-hmm. not condemning them. But I had to have something Amen. to keep me. Oh, yeah. So I, I've i been on this journey. Haven't I'll say this and I'll let you talk. But I haven't always been uh, what I should be to him. But yeah. I'm telling you, he has never Amen. let me down. He has always Amen. been everything to me. And, uh, so I got into preaching, evangelizing, singing, made records, uh, then, um, pastored for 25 years and now my son has it. So, and I still got to keep my feet moving and going cause oh, yeah. I'm just not one to sit Amen. still. So I just keep on, uh, doing all kinds of stuff, going out to preach, sing and doing what we're sitting here doing right now.
0: Amen. <laughs> That's awesome. <clears throat> so, uh, uh, if you don't mind me asking about how long ago was was that when you got saved? Like how long have how many years yeah.
1: has it been? Um now? okay. So the second <laughs> Sunday in September of nineteen seventy six, and I was eighteen. Wow. And that's when I got saved. Wow. And then probably filled with the Holy Ghost in late October, yeah. somewhere around yeah. there, you know. And that's the keeping
0: like that. power right there. I promise. My God. I promise. God. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, that 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 really shows you the the truth in in Jesus' words, you know when he told us that he was going to pray to the Father to send the Holy Ghost to comforter that would keep us and teach us and remind us all things and uh, so that's that's awesome. I love hearing about that now uh I want to kind of segue into what uh we got to hear a little bit of the other night because I love hearing hearing people's experiences um with the power of God because <clears throat> to me I think that's that's a a big misconception is people don't understand that uh you know it's not just knowing about the holy ghost and and it's not something people can teach you it's an experience mm, that mm. you have to have with mm-hmm, God, mm-hmm. and like you said, you know it you know some people just may not feel like it's for them, of course, we know that god doesn't withhold it from anybody as if they want it uh but I think that once you have that experience it it does something to you to where you can't be satisfied with, or at least for me, mm-hmm. where, where I can't be satisfied without it anymore. I can't. Uh, and you were kind of telling us a, a few of those experiences and stuff, uh, the other night. So, uh, if you could just kind of, uh, talk a little bit about the experiences that you've had, uh, with the power of God working and, and, uh, manifestations of, of the spirit of God and, and, uh, and angelic encounters and, and gifts and signs and wonders and all all that cool stuff everybody yeah. likes to hear about.
1: Well, I'll <laughs> tell you one uh that we didn't share the other night and I'm just kinda going by what um you know God lays on my yeah, heart as so we go. The but anyhow, th- what got me started, you know, um when I had the we had a bad wreck mm-hmm. and then I ended up in the hospital for a month, just nerves were a shot. My life was a mess anyway, and then I just fell apart and couldn't mm-hmm. get nothing straight. Yeah. And I was running from God. Mm-hmm. So um, I get out of the road, and uh, we had a little niece and nephew and a little sister in the back seat. And this man hit us going 60 miles an hour as we were parked. Wow. And he hit the back end where all the kids were sitting. Yeah. So immediately I worried about the kids. And when I stood up and got out of the car, mm-hmm. I mean, it was such an impact, but my mother got out of one door and I got out of the other and the three little kids mm-hmm. in the back and, you know, some of them just little. Oh my God. And um, so, but the mercy hand of God, the protective hand of God, his mother had a spare tire in the back mm-hmm. and that, it was on a rim. Yeah. And he said, if she hadn't had that back there, it probably would have scorched everybody in the back seat up to oh, where we were. Wow. And uh, so that tire, I know by the hand of God, turned sideways
0: Wow. And
1: it jarred that from oh going any gosh. farther up. But when I, it, it impacted me so bad because I didn't know what I was going to see when I first yeah. got out. And the babies were crying. I just wanted to make sure they was okay. And I fainted. I landed right in the road. <laughs> oh, I know, right? Sounds like a Johnny Boggs <laughs> thing. And I was laying there in the road. It, this is like when things started rolling. Yeah. So mom's trying to tend to me. She's trying to get the babies out. People are coming to try to help mother. And at that moment, while the panic and all this Mm -hmm. man comes up and he's, uh, in the car that he's begging forgiveness and all that stuff. And mother's saying, it's okay. It's okay. The law will be here. You know, we'll get it all settled. And, and he was worried about me. Um, so anyway, we're like surrounded by cornfields. We're at this intersection surrounded by cornfields. And all of a sudden as silly and crazy as this sounds immediately when I landed on the ground in the road. This man comes out of the cornfield with the prettiest black hair mm. and a blue plaid suit mm. and a Bible that wow. was just as black and shiny. He walked right out of the cornfield and he comes and he kneels down. Well, the ambu- he stays there with me. The ambulance people get there. That man who wrecked was there. My mother was tending to babies. Mm-hmm. And so then other people were helping her watch the kids. It's still in the car. And she kneels down to see to me. The only people that saw this man was me and my mother. Wow! And we talked to him, and he said, "I." He didn't ask me if I was okay, and I thought, "How bizarre is this?" Now he's not asking me anything if I hurt. All the rest of them are like, "Where do you hurt? Where do you this? Where do you that?" And I was just noticing, and I kept thinking, "Wow, this man just came out of the cornfield in this blue plaid suit." And later, you know, people joked about it and said. Well, wonder what the blue plaid suit was. I said, <laughs> it was the seventies. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, this man, Sessional. this is what he said. <laughs> right. And I just remembered how he, his skin just glowed and his hair was just perfect black and, uh, how kind he was and how perfect he looked. And, um, and he had that Bible and he said, son, He said, I'm here to tell you. See, the others are telling me everything else. Okay, maybe you got a concussion. Let's get him on this thing. Mm -hmm. And so I'm talking to him. So here they probably think I'm just nuts. They probably thought, oh, he's hit his head too. Right. And so he says, God's got a calling for you, young man. My God. And uh, I'm like, wow, you just walked out of the cornfield. What are you doing? (laughs) And he tells me, he said, you know, he said, you're gonna be just fine through all of this. Wow. God has a plan, son. Wow. He's got a plan. He always has had his hand upon you. You'll be amazed at all the stuff and I just He yeah, yeah, He's I... you'll be amazed about all the stuff that God's gonna do for you in your in wow. your life. He said, but he said, My my job here is to tell you that you're going to be okay. You don't have anything to worry about. God loves you and He's always had His hand upon you. Wow. You have a calling. So then I say, say say to all these people, uh, put him in ambulance with me. Yeah. I want him in ambulance. Yeah. And they're all like, who? I said, the man right here in the blue suit. And they're like looking at each other. Wow. I said, the man that was right here in the blue suit. So then, you know, they're thinking that boy hit his head, turned his brains into mush. <laughs> you know. And so I said, he was there. And they're like, son, nobody else is here. So the man that hit us in the car, I said, that the man that was here, he, he's just looking at me. And so uh, I said, mother, I said, before they were putting yeah. me in the car, in the um, ambulance, I said, mother, did you see him? She goes, I did. But she was puzzled why nobody else saw him. Yeah. Saw him. Oh, and so... They were acting like he never was there. He did I watched him walk right out of a cornfield in a suit and a bible. Yeah. Perfectly combed hair, nothing on him. And I, I so I always yeah. knew that was the beginning of things to me. And like you know how the Bible talks about how Mary pondered stuff in yeah, her heart. Yeah. I always think about like stuff like that about how Mary did. And I all the way to the hospital I couldn't think about what they were gonna find wrong or how, what would happen. I was pondering what i just witnessed yeah. in oh, my yeah. heart my god that encounter is what caused me to be able to get through a month at the hospital yeah and then to be able to realize there's something to oh, all yeah. this and then i went to church you know and, yeah. and got saved so that's that's um that's one of my encounters of you know how i always think boy you know god you have really been good yeah. to me yeah. you wow. know what i'm saying and and some folks never experience certain things, and you can mm-hmm. say stuff to them. But there is something about this whole thing. It's not fake. It's it's real. I and thank God for the Pentecostal way. Yeah. Amen. The heritage of it all. Um, I raised my kids like that. Um, so there, to me, that's you know that's one of my, mm-hmm. my one of my oh, stories yeah. that I. I cherish all of them, but that's one of them that um, I wanted to share with y'all today. Amen. That's
2: amazing.
0: Well, Amanda actually had a similar experience Yeah, that's to what that. I was thinking uh,
2: of. Um, back when I had my permit, um, I hadn't even had my license yet, so I was driving. My mom was with me, and, and we had an instance where I had a wreck. And so I was probably, what, 16? Is that how old you are in Kentucky when you get your permit?
1: Yeah.
2: Okay, so I was 16 years old. Um, Driving to work, mom was with me, and um, I actually ended up flipping her car uh, almost upside down into a ditch beside of the main road. And the whole time I was driving, I can remember when we pulled out of the driveway, um, you know, I always checked, made sure the road was clear and stuff. And as soon as I put it in drive to to drive down the road, I noticed there was a, a little red truck in my rear view mirror, and I was like, well, that's strange because well, Josh knows my mom lives on a straight stretch, so you can see quite a ways either, either way either if traffic way, is coming. Yeah. And he immediately showed up in my rearview mirror, and I was like, well, that's weird. And he followed us all the way down the road, and then when the accident happened, um, he was the only one there. Uh, and it happened in front of a house, so the the lady that lived in the house, she called 911 and all this stuff for us. Um, but I can remember he come up to my to my door, and I don't even know how he got it open, because it was jarred. He got it open, he pulled me out, he pulled my mom out, and it was as if the world had stood still for just a few minutes, there was no noise. There was, I mean, this was the main road. There were, there was no traffic, nobody around, and he grabbed uh, our hands and he said, I just need to pray with you. Oh my goodness. And I know. Uh, anyway, he, he starts praying with us and stuff, and he says this beautiful prayer. And he, he was just a little old man in a little red truck. I And, you know, I'd lived there my whole life, never seen him before, uh, never seen that truck before. And as soon as me and Mom opened our eyes, he was gone. His truck was I gone. I believe
1: it. I believe it. Uh. And
2: in a matter of just a few moments, traffic yeah. was going by, the ambulance was there, the, the fire trucks were there, the police was there, all all these people were there. And, and I did the same thing. I asked the, the, the guy that had come over to to Put us in the ambulance and stuff. I said, where's the little man that just prayed for me? And uh, he, he was confused. I said, he had a red truck. He was here. He was holding our hands. We were praying. And um, and he said, when I pulled up, you and your mom were sitting on the road. There was nobody there. Mm-mm-mm. And And me and mom just knew immediately that God Jesus. had sent that mom. angel from the time I pulled out of the driveway <clears throat> to be right there. To, to make sure that we are going to be all
1: right. How he can be instant. Oh, yeah. yeah yes. You know, that's what I love about him. What would we ever yeah. do without him? Yes. I mean, to watch over us, our kids and Amen. our families, and my grandkids, to churches, you know, mm-hmm. just to watch over us. It's always hard for me to see why people don't want to serve God mm-hmm. um, or we even want more power. Oh, yeah. Yes. You oh, know, yeah. in God and stuff, you know, but, yeah, know,
0: that's it's an amazing story. That's that's. <laughs> I am at that point where you know I I want every bit that God's willing to give me. That's what I want. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I know some people may say that's greedy, but hey, if I'm going to be greedy, let it be after the spirit Amen. of God. <laughs> so, Amen. Uh, so uh I guess just kind of share with us a little more, you okay. know, uh you know that that's amazing. I I was getting those those holy bumps that mm. uh at, from and I thought it was awesome because uh, I knew Amanda had mm-hmm. experienced something like that before, too. And uh, and I know, uh, you know, the, the presence of God, you know, he God still moves the same way that he did, uh, you know, in, in the Bible. And, and people just, they've got to be receptive to it. Mm-hmm. And and so I think it's awesome when he wants to get your attention. And, oh, yeah. And he's yeah. got you in that place where he knows, okay, now you can, now, now I've got you in... And he can send an Jesus. angel and or, yeah, a, no, 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 a no manifestation no, no. of his spirit and Jesus. begin to speak. Uh, and it's and it sometimes it takes those moments yes. where that's uh, like that Crab family song. Sometimes it takes a mountain, you know. God knows exactly whether it's a car wreck or a, a near death experience or yeah. uh, sometimes it's just him gripping us out out of the middle of the night when everything's finally shut off and yeah. there's he's no more distractions us, yeah. Yeah. and you know
2: something amazing too <clears throat> is even when when you're not covered by the blood yet that he still values oh, yeah. that much Amen. To open he does he eyes. loves us that yes. much and, you know? and to send one of his angels our way just yeah. to try to get our attention.
1: Wow. Yeah that is amazing. Um Another story, since I shared some stories with you, I'll just share stuff that, you know, you all didn't get to hear yet. But we had lost um, our third child. It was a little boy. His name was Caleb John Wesley. And he was stillborn. We carried him all the way and would go to the hospital to have him, and he was gone. So that was really a rough time to go through that. It just, it was. And um, so I... Uh, you know, I've been able, through that, God's turned around, I've been able to help me and Debbie Lynn, yeah. counsel people, talk to people, you know, and then, plus, God blessed us with more kids yeah. after that, and I'm thankful, oh, God has been good, but anyhow, um, when we lost little Caleb, it was devastating and all, yeah. and then uh, Debbie Lynn, we were laying in bed, like, we'd stayed with my mother for about a week, um, just to kind of... You know, we were grieving and wanted to be around people and stuff like that. So when we finally come back home and had the two older kids with us, Landon and LaShana, we uh, went ahead and um, were at home. And, you know, Debbie Lynn, you know, was just so grief stricken, too. And being the mommy carrying the baby, feeling it move all that, you know. And then, So she says to the Lord, and she doesn't tell me she prays this, Mm -hmm. but she asked God, Lord, if I could just, if you or an angel could just let me see him like one more time, just let me see him. And I know whatever people think of this, whatever, but so that night we're both asleep Mm -hmm. and she feels somebody nudging her and they were like Debbie Lynn and she goes, she woke up and she said, this is so peaceful. At first she thought it was me. Yeah. She rolled over and she looked at me. She could just see like a silhouette. Yeah. yeah, But she said there was such a peace in the room. Mm-hmm. And she says, Lord, is that you? And she goes, John, I was not asleep. Yeah. And wow. she looked. And there's an angel standing beside the bed with the baby. Oh, my it God. was only like for a split Shh. second. Thank you, Jesus. And he had the baby. And she went right to, they disappeared and he put her to sleep and she slept so oh peaceful and she never oh, had that Jesus happen Lord. again. Yes, so the next Lord. morning she, she goes, I need my to tell God. you something. She's bawling. just saying, I need to tell you something that happened for real. Wasn't yeah. a dream. It was a for real thing. And I don't know, maybe not everybody will understand this or maybe agree with it, but thank God that we can have our, our experiences with God. People can't yes. change that. You can't, you can't change out the real parts of yep. it, you know? So that night, I'm a little jealous, you know, and I'm hurting too. And I said, God, if I could see what she saw, because our hearts were broke. Oh, yeah. yeah. Lord, if I could see what she saw, I would yeah. love to be able to see that. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, I asked um, God the same thing. I went to bed that night, and I am rolled over towards her. Mm-hmm. And I feel somebody just take my shoulder. John, Johnny. Wake up, wow. wake up! And I, since I was facing her, I thought, "Well, this is like a, a a man's voice. It's calming. I wasn't afraid.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, I think anything to do with ever with God is such peace. Oh, yeah. just never afraid. And so I rolled completely over, and there was a an in the silhouette. the the The, the room was an angel or Jesus, <laughs> but it was a silhouette, and they were holding the baby, oh. and he went like this. And he, and he disappeared, and I got out on my knees and I wept and I bawled because I thought, Thank you, Jesus. "Who will ever believe that this really happened?" You my know. God. And so anyway, God. so uh, that that's I think, <clears throat> no, that that was a real shot to help us to realize, hey, you knew I had him, but I just needed to let you know I loved you so much. I've got him. Wow. And. Um, <clears throat> and it was split second yeah. but it was so for real and um so i think through that it gave us courage though to yeah. try again cuz some folks even said i am shocked that you yeah. had more children after do, going yeah. through right, that yeah. but i praise god that he's got a way of just oh yeah there's just no other way yeah even when i let him down i'm telling you all there's just no other way of living and doing the power of i've just experienced the power of god so much i'm just kind of surprised sometimes when people are okay with just enough yeah right and i'm not judging anybody that i'm better than anybody but boy he has given me some awesome experiences to help me go on you know what i mean wow that's
0: amazing gosh that's that's something i'm telling you that's something and I I love you know when when God does allow us to have those experiences because like you said, that's something nobody can nobody can take oh, away yeah. from it. Doesn't no. matter who doubts it, who right. says they don't believe it or Amen. whatever. Nobody can change Amen. what you have experienced with God. That's and you right.
2: know some people don't even understand how personable God is. Oh yeah, that He cares to to what our hearts are broken for, and and to know that He's yeah. like, okay, I'm going to do this for you because I understand. What you're going through it's not just like a, a generalized thing yeah. when people say a prayer, like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. But he's like, I understand why you're hurting, and yeah. I want to do something yeah. for you, yes,
1: wow. amen. Personal, gosh, that's you know, awesome. he's such a personal God, he is, amen. amen. Well, that's I mean, that's powerful,
0: even to mm. uh, I don't know about all of our listeners, but I know just sitting here. Uh, hearing you speak about the power of God, you know, I could, I could just feel the anointing. Oh
2: yeah.
0: That just, I'm telling you. My chill bumps had chill bumps. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So did mine. (laughs) uh, So now, now I know um, you do the youth camp every year, right? Yep. Uh, So when, if somebody was interested in uh, getting involved with that, can you just kind of tell people? Yeah.
1: This year, the dates are, we set it up on June the 19th in the evening. And we go all week long. They, the kids stay all night and do all that. Then we go home on the following Saturday morning. So we have, we've been doing, this is our 26th or 7th year. Wow. Since we've started it at my mama's little farmhouse mm-hmm. and did four years. And we used to have an old wooden plank that we used that was in an old barn. Wow. And we used that as and we propped it up with tires and that was their alder. Wow. But we had people that, we have people, Even it's grown so much with stuff. But um, now it's got, you know, buildings and pavilions and shower houses and a baby pool. And oh. there's just a lot of, uh, we've come a long way. God Praise did it. God. God did it. God did it. But anyhow, um, a lot of kids get in there. We've had kids get saved, filled with the Holy Ghost. Um, they do crafts. Uh, they have church services for the little kids, church services for the teenagers, Amen. and we have speakers come in. Mm-hmm. we have like singers come in for them that they like and stuff christian stuff and um it's just it 's just an amazing yeah amazing. We do three meals a day plus our snack at night yeah. i mean it 's a whole lot of work goes into yeah. it, yeah, but oh my goodness, so well worth it that 's awesome. 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 I have a lot of people, you know, that give to donate to try to help us yeah. out. If if kids can't uh, pay, we somebody will say, "You got some kids that can't pay this year. Let me help you." Yeah. Wow. So I never, we have never ever in twenty six, twenty seven years ever turned a kid down. We just never have. Yeah. Um, where some people have told me, "Well, if they can't pay. They're not coming," but I've never, I could never do it. I yeah. just couldn't. Do it. We, we just always make it work. Some way, somehow, yeah. The ones that pay never know about the ones who can't. The right. ones who get a discount never know about any. Yeah, it's all real private. And but I do that because I want everybody included, and I, you know, it's all about souls. It's Amen. all about trying yeah. to. And we've had little kids grow up and be preachers and. Um, you know, little Zach Schaefer, yeah. Yeah. you know, he's a missionary and he's yeah. come to camp all the time. So I like to take a little teeny bit of credit <laughs> that we did something. I mean, I know his mom and daddy are awesome and that whole family and everybody in that family sings and preaches, you yeah. know, and that whole Schaefer, uh, Stamper family. But I, I, uh, there's people that have become school teachers and preachers and singers and Missionaries and all kind of stuff. So I know not all have turned out like that, but it just kind of makes you feel like, you know, we're we've done something right. Yeah, we're trying to help somebody go another day and be encouraged. Yeah. So you know, it's just something that God laid on my heart many years ago um, to do that. And when people said to me even last year, "Pastor, why don't you just sit and let the rest of them." do all this and i'm like i hope i never yeah. get too old to feel like i you know i want my thing would be to be 80 some years old and still out there trying to <laughs> play volleyball with them or something you know i just don't ever want to be uh you know my mother was like that she almost lived almost made it to 90 but her heart was mm-hmm. always she said i feel like i'm 18 year old yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. and i want to always be like that even though mm-hmm. sometimes our body you know is like oh rest. <laughs> but i just feel like i want to be i want to just do something always for god i don't want to yeah. be like okay you know you got to sit down now yeah. you know what i'm saying I, I hope and pray god just blesses me continue to bless me with good health and amen. just help me keep going you know
0: yeah. yes. we agree with that yes. Amen. Yes. amen that's uh <laughs> Uh, so, uh, you've got the youth camp that you do. I know uh, uh, you've got uh, Chris is now uh, lead pastor yeah. here mm-hmm. here at uh, the church. Um, I'm, I'm sure you still have some kind of involvement here. Yeah, here I right do. Now, cause, uh, but now you are, You also take appointments to go. And, uh, of course, it seems like every time we see a poster for your revival, you bring in a snowstorm. So, <laughs> I,
1: I don't know if that's a thing that, that doesn't happen over at Canton, for sure. Every time I go there, it's, it's like this snowstorm. And everybody <laughs> greets me at the door and be like, you know, this has been like 20 years you've been doing this. And, and, yeah. And then there was a church in Alabama. They always told me. Get back in the car. This old man would always say, to "Get back in the car every time you come here. It's either cool weather or rain, and we're not used to that all here. Get back in the car." So there was those two places that always seemed like every time I went, something, you know, was like with the weather was always like. Hmm. <laughs> and my son Landon used to say about stuff like that. He said, "Dad, I think Jesus is just picking on me." <laughs> So well, if
0: uh, if anybody was was wanting to uh, connect with the youth camp or uh, wanted to donate to that ministry or donate to your ministry, uh, or if they just wanted to get connected to have you at their church or for singing or uh, have you come preach, sing, and dance, you never know. Man. I'm out. Whatever. <laughs> uh, if they wanted to do that, could you go ahead and just tell people how they could get Yeah, they could
1: just uh, go ahead and call my cell phone. And um, it's 330 464 Six nine one seven, so they could just go ahead and call that, and I'd be glad. You want to me double check that
0: for you? <laughs> I'm good.
1: <laughs> you don't even know who's sitting here in front of you right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so uh, yeah, they could just call that three three zero four six four six nine one seven, and I'd be glad to just help you out any way we could.
0: Amen. And uh, for all of our listeners, it's also going to be uh, shared on Facebook, and then we'll we'll have. Uh, Brother Boggs tagged on there, or as we call him, Bogsy. Uh,
2: but you'll be able to click on there, and you can get to
0: his page uh, from we'll have there. the
2: real Bogsy. There's a lot of imitators. But oh, yeah, yeah, I know. For some no reason, reason he's Boggs. become so popular lately, everybody <laughs> wants to be him.
0: Right. So, you know, now every time I, I see a friend request, or I'm thinking, did he delete me? Right. And decide he got convicted. I've moved on. <laughs> i just moved on. Then yeah. God said, hey, add him back. I don't know what's <laughs> going on here.
1: You keep trying to delete him, just give him back.
0: <laughs> see a flyer that's got his name on it, and how do we know this is the real one yeah. what's uh, up <laughs> <laughs> but no uh, uh so you'll be able to get in touch with him through that way and I encourage you uh you know if if you will uh reach out and get connected to uh mm-hmm. uh bogsy and his ministry and and everything that God's doing, I know not only can you be a blessing to him but he will be a blessing to you because uh Every time Amanda and I have the chance to go somewhere, we always either text or call. John Boggs, to see where he's at. Because if he's close enough, we want to be in service with yes. him. And I'm Amanda, your little stalker,
1: for sure. Yeah. <laughs> y'all's little stalker.
0: Well, Amanda M- says nobody encourages her when she's ministering uh, like you do. So well, I appreciate
2: it. Uh, I don't it. preach a whole lot, but when I know that I have to preach anywhere <laughs> wow. near John Boggs, I'm like, Josh, call him. Oh, <laughs> I need hearts, him there. Y'all.
1: But I've always <laughs> felt like, you know, I've been the same way. I always... When I knew there were certain people that Mm -hmm. would just really Mm -hmm. be there, had my back, like my mother, my pastor that went home to be with the Lord, uh, you know... People like that, I knew had my back, and oh, yeah. would be there. It helps you, you it know, know does.
0: getting it does.
1: through. Yes. You know, a good shouting sister or whatever, you know, that just can come in, you'd be like, Yes, you when know you're what getting I mean.
0: Cussed out by Muslims <laughs> and downtown Akron. It's good right. to have a, a brother Boggs that can stand up and kind of muscle his way over and run to the car, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that way i push you down, and run. right?
1: <laughs> right, we're going outrun each other.
0: But uh we thank you for coming on the podcast. Yes. It's been a blessing. It. Um I don't know uh, if maybe sometime you got some free time or something, uh we'll get you to actually uh if you if you feel something stirring, to actually just give a word and yeah. uh just go ahead and do a, a, a minister minister okay. teaching, preaching. Uh if you want to sing, you can
1: sing. All right. so, I've done them with people, so that's awesome. Uh, we'll uh yeah, we'll get you back me on know. There for sure. <laughs> all, right, all right, well son, thank you everybody.
0: thanks for listening and uh I'm gonna go ahead and ask uh Brother Boggs if he'll just uh, say a prayer uh over everybody that's uh that's listening right now and uh and uh then we're just going to end it so okay, go ahead brother.
1: Lord, I just thank you, Lord, for all that we're listening today. I pray God that people would be blessed. I thank you, God, that you hold every single one of us, God, and keep us, Lord. We know you're soon to come, and this world's just seemed like just falling apart at the seams. But, Lord, through all of this, Jesus, just hold on to us and keep us, God.
2: And I praise
1: you, Jesus, God, that anybody who just, whatever they need the most of at this very moment, whoever's listening, God, grant it. God, just if they're brokenhearted, if they're lonely, God, if they're depressed, if they're suicidal, God, their marriage is a mess. Lord, if they got a child that's went wayward, God, I just pray, speak to them if they need a job. Lord, Lord, whatever they need, God, supply the need for them and take care of them, God, by your precious, loving, and caring hand, God, in Jesus' name, and amen. Amen. amen.
2: We hope you have enjoyed this episode of Preserving Pentecost. If you would like to partner with our ministry and become a kingdom-building partner, please contact us at davisministriesfam at gmail.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash davisministriesfam. We sure are blessed, and we hope you are too. Until next time, God bless.